0: Hey everyone, this is Jeremiah from Lemon Pie. I just wanted to get on here and do a quick uh, BTP unedited to talk a little bit more about some of the topics we talked about in our episode on types of shows that your company can create. It really got me thinking and Eric and I had, had a few conversations um, about this and just wanted to share some thoughts. Namely, the main point that you should let the type of content that you want to create dictate the type of show that you do or maybe a different way of saying it is don't box yourself into a certain style out the gate but instead start with who you want to talk to figure out what educates or entertains or helps that audience and then of all the possibilities that you could do what would keep them coming back and then choose the best format for that content so i think You know, sometimes what you see is there may be um, the temptation to say, well, to box yourself in from the front. Right. Whether it's um, an agency making a recommendation or whether it's your team internally saying, you know, I think that we should do an interview type podcast or whatever. Like that. The problem is when you start with the type of show that you should do versus starting by saying, okay, who are we talking to? And when we find out who we're talking to, what kind of things do they enjoy? What adds value to their life? What educates them? What helps them? What entertains them? You know, and then coming up with a list of things that would add value to their life. You know, some, some ideas of things that would entertain them, some ideas of things that would help them or inspire them or educate them or help them grow in their career, or whatever it may be. And when you make that list, then you can say, okay, of all these things, what's a style we could do? that even if it is seasonal, we can do multiple seasons of so it would keep them coming back um, and keep them engaging with our content. And so um, that's really like something that I think is really important when you're thinking through a podcast. You know, there's value in high production limited series for sure. You could create a once-off podcast where maybe, you know, we see brands do this where they'll create like seven episodes or 10 episodes. You can create a really well-produced limited series where there's only 10 episodes or seven episodes. And, you know, it does come back to get engagement, um, you know, from, from a growing variety of people or, or, you know, for people that stumble across it for years to come. A good example of this, I think is, um, Seth Godin put out a podcast. I believe it was called startup school, but I'm not sure you can look it up. It's, it's an older recording. It's from years ago. Um, it's, you know, not the best audio series, but he did essentially this limited time. I think it was a few days, uh, in-person seminar with a, with a handful of students to walk them through starting a business. Um, and they hit record, let the mic run, kind of compiled it all into a, a series and they just left it out there. And I'm sure it still gets new listeners today. Um, so there's, there's great value in that, but there's also great value in creating an ongoing series that people can keep coming back for, right? So I listened to it, you know, all the way through very thoroughly once. And I believe I've referenced it a few times since then. Um, but it's not something I think about often. It's not something I engage with often. And so it's great if your brand can can think through Um, you know, can create something like this that's sort of this evergreen, I know it's like a a topic for like blogs and stuff like, or or something that we talk about with content marketing, but creating something that is going to last a long time and be valuable for years to come. But we just also think it's valuable to think through what's a way that you could slightly pivot it to be an ongoing series. And, you know, I think a lot of brands don't want to do this because it's a lot of work to do high production value stuff, right? So, if they only do a once off thing, it's to give them a break. And so, um, the example I wanted to give here is, you know, one, one of my favorite shows on Netflix is stranger things. So, you know, it's the idea of if they had only come out with one season, I would go back and reference that, you know, I would go back and, and watch that again, maybe every, you know, once a year, maybe every couple of years, I'd be like, Oh, that was a good show. Let's go back and watch some episodes. Um, But what's really great is that Stranger Things releases a new season every year, every two years or whatever it is. So I'm engaging with Netflix, you know, and it's keeping me subscribed. It's one of the shows keeping me subscribed to Netflix and paying attention to them, paying attention to what they put out on social because I'm looking for new Stranger Things trailers. Now, there's a huge gap of time in between when they create these things, right? So it's not as though they're always pumping out content. And that's my point. It's not like you have to be continually pumping out content. Um, But think of a way, start, don't box yourself into a certain style. Don't say we're going to do an interview podcast. Don't say we're going to do a storytelling podcast. Say, you know, instead start with who who do we want to talk to as a company? Who's our audience? Then take that audience and do the work of calling them uh, surveying them, reaching out to them. What are they listening to already? What what do they find entertaining, educational, valuable? What are the biggest pains they want solved? You know, get creative, span the gamut of what you could do, and then say, what's the best format? To give them those things that they're looking for, and then once you do that, you just try and see: is there a way we can do this in an ongoing way? Even if that means it's a new, it's it's one season every year, you know, and, and it takes that much time in between. So I wanted to give a quick example. It may not be the best one. It was off the top of my head, driving in uh, to to uh, my coworking space, and um, but one of the one of the ideas here is so so take a company like Miniki, or AutoZone, or Jiffy Lube, right? So a B2C company um, that's serving a ton of people, they have a really wide audience, basically anyone who needs, I'm sure they they might categorize this different, but anyone who needs an oil change or auto parts or whatever would come to them. So there's, to give an example of, of not starting with a style, it could be that they do a storytelling podcast, right? So they could do something, maybe it's called Everyday Heroes and it's very high production storytelling. It's journalist level stuff where um, in a sort of in one of those storytelling like uh, formats, they're going to highlight, you know, teachers that have made a difference in a community's life or coaches who have impacted a group of kids that have gone on to do great things. Or, uh, you know, maybe there's uh, firemen or, or, you know, you know, people in the community that have done these great things and they're going to, it's going to be a series that tells these great things. That has really nothing to immediately do with what they do, right? But they're trying to reach um, an audience that's pretty broad and they just want to get their brand out there for trust and awareness and to prompt consideration. So they could do something that broad and that production level, or they could decide to go the expert route where instead of telling a story or entertaining, they're going to share thought leadership and they're going to flex their expertise so this could be something as um as sort of different as five minute car reviews um so so this was something i had thought about because my wife and i are looking at getting a uh, a new used car um and you know looking around at the different models and stuff it's one it's taking forever because what you know we are researchers and we want to make a good purchase. So what we're looking at is, you know, like we'll find models that we're interested in, but then we'll scour the internet and do reviews. And you get, you know, diff- you, you read different things depending on the website that you, you know, do. And so um, driving around the car, you know, in, in the car one day, I thought, man, it would be really, really nice if I could just go to some podcast that had like every make and model of like the last 10 years or, or you know, whatever. Um, and I'd be able to press play You know, do a thorough search, press play on the model I'm interested in and get a professional's unbiased, you know, someone who has no skin in the game. Get five minute breakdown on, you know, what the uh, what the pros are, what the cons are, what awards it got, safety rating, explaining the good, the bad, any recalls that are out for it um, think, you know, things like that and that episode and those could get updated over time, right? Every, every few years or so as it's time to review how it's still holding up, does it still hold its value? That would be something to be immensely valuable. Um, and, you know, I might not, I might only engage with it once or twice for certain models I'm looking at, but I would engage with it over the course of my life as I'm, you know, as I'm looking to, Make new car purchases, or it also has high shareability. I'm likely if I, if I am at a party or something, and a friend says, "Yeah, we're looking at getting a car," I would say, "Oh, check out this podcast. Listen to what they have to say about it before you make a purchase." Um, so it it's got a high referral value, and it also, you know, basically is saying we are experts on cars, and we're here to help you and help you make good decisions you know, we're trustworthy. It, it builds trust. It builds awareness. It flexes expertise in the automobile space. Um, and so it's kind of perfect for a brand that wants to sell auto parts, right? Or sell oil changes and things like that. So, um, those are two really broad ways you could go. And, and again, they're, they're not perfect ideas. They're just, that's the point of this style episode, the BTP unedited, like it's just really off the top of my head, but, um, Hopefully that's helpful as a bit of a case study and a breakdown. So in summary, don't box yourself if your brand's thinking about starting a podcast. Don't start by saying, you know, the type of show that you want to create. Don't look at what other people are doing and say, Yeah, yeah, we need to be really high production value. We need to tell a story and be really entertaining. And don't say, Oh, we we need to do interview because that's what everyone's doing is interviews. You know, start with what would our audience want? What would keep them coming back? and then find something that fits into that. And, you know, as in my example, you're probably gonna be able to come up with, you should be able to come up with a few examples. One helpful tip we would give, um, something that we're, you know, the way that we're really thinking about it internally is one helpful way to decide is to, is to starting point is to say, do you wanna tell a story or do you wanna flex uh, expertise? Do you wanna be a thought leader? So if you wanna do expertise and thought leadership, you go one way. And if you want to tell a story, you go another. Um, and that's really like the first, uh, you know, helpful distinction you can make. And then it goes on from there. So, you know, hopefully this has been helpful. Um, and just wanted to share this in case anyone listening is, is making a similar decision.